This is the Bible in One Year Express, day 66. God has rescued me. Tony Bullimore, aged 56, was one of Britain's most experienced transatlantic yachtsmen. He was feared dead when his 60-foot yacht, Exide Challenger, capsized amidst the icy vastness of the Southern Ocean two months into the Vendée Globe round the world race. The keel came off in 50-foot waves. The boat went over. In his book Saved, Bullimore described it being like the Niagara Falls upside down. For four days he was entombed in a dark, noisy, wet and cold upside-down world with 50-foot swells and a temperature hovering around freezing. He suffered the discomfort of seasickness and drawing breath from a few feet of air between the water level and what was once the bottom of the boat. He was more than a thousand miles from the nearest land. As the air supply diminished, he prayed that he would be rescued. It was the Royal Australian Navy that came to the rescue. With modern satellite and surveillance technology, the Australian government had pinpointed the progress of all the yachts and sent out a rescue team. After four days, Bullymore heard banging on the side of the yacht. He said afterwards, I can never thank the Australian Navy enough for what they have done because they have genuinely saved my life. There is no question. The first words when he emerged were, Thank God. It is a miracle. He said, I felt like I had been born all over again. I felt like a new man. I felt I'd been brought to life again. As one journalist put it at the time, a rescue that succeeds against all odds and every expectation is the best of all stories. It is pure and spontaneous joy. Supremely, Jesus gave himself for our sins to rescue us. As I look back on my life, I see many occasions when God has rescued me. As you face difficult situations, you can trust that God will rescue you. From Psalm 31 In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Let me never be put to shame. Deliver me in your righteousness. Turn your ear to me. Come quickly to my rescue. Be my rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me. Since you are my rock and my fortress, for the sake of your name, lead and guide me. Keep me free from the trap that is set for me, for you are my refuge. Into your hands I commit my spirit. Deliver me, Lord, my faithful God. I hate those who cling to worthless idols. As for me, I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in your love. As you saw my affliction and knew the anguish of my soul, you have not given me into the hands of the enemy, but have set my feet in a spacious place. Trust God to rescue you. It's sometimes very hard to keep trusting in God, especially if things seem to go wrong in your life, with your relationships, work, finances, health, or some other situation. David's prayer here is an encouragement to cry out to God to rescue you and then to put your trust in God. As Tony Bullimore prayed for rescue, so David prayed, Turn your ear to me, come quickly to my rescue. I trust in, rely on, and confidently lean on the Lord. David said, Into your hands I commit my spirit. Just before he died, Jesus echoed these words. He called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. These are the ultimate words of trust. In this psalm, we see the results of God's love for you shown supremely through the death of Jesus. The Lord is first your refuge.
The psalm starts with the words, In you, Lord, I have taken refuge. Later he says, Keep me from the trap that is set for me, for you are my refuge. There are many trials, tests, traps, and temptations in this life. In all this, the Lord is your refuge. Second, your rock. David writes, Lord, be my rock. And since you are my rock and my fortress for the sake of your name, lead and guide me. You can know God's guiding and leading by his spirit. He is your security on which you can depend. Third, your rescuer. He prays, turn your ear to me, come quickly to my rescue. He goes on to describe how God saw the affliction and anguish of his soul. Yet God did not hand him over to the enemy. He rescued him and set his feet in a spacious place. In Jesus, you receive the ultimate rescue. He will set your feet in a spacious place. Lord, thank you that you have rescued me. In all the trials of life, help me to keep trusting in you. New Testament from Mark 13 and 14 While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, Why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, said Jesus. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you and you can help them any time you want. But you will not always have me. She did what she could. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked, Where do you want us to go and make preparation for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples to tell them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him. Say to the owner of the house he enters. The teacher asks, Where is my guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. The disciples left, went into the city, and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. Love your rescuer passionately. Love for Jesus is even more important than love for the poor. Indeed, it is our very love for Jesus that overflows into love for others, especially the poor. Love like this lies behind the anointing of Jesus' body. This woman acted out of gratitude and love for Jesus. In light of this, her extravagance with very expensive perfume, probably a year's wages, was not a waste. Of course, Jesus was not unmindful of the needs of the poor. However, he said the money she gave was not wasted. She poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare for my burial. This act of generosity would be remembered for all time. In Jesus' eyes, nothing you give out of love for him is ever wasted. 
or ever forgotten by him. Rather, he sees everything you give out of love for him as a beautiful thing. There is something beautiful about every act of generosity. Jesus' reference to his burial draws attention to the fact that the events of Jesus' life are coming to a climax. As they do, it's clear the Passover was the setting that Jesus chose for the final events of his life. Five times in this passage alone, the Passover is mentioned. Jesus clearly understood his death in terms of the Passover lamb that was to be sacrificed. It was the blood of the Passover lamb that rescued God's people from judgment and death. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. We see here further evidence that Jesus thought of himself as the unique Son of God. As he speaks about his coming again, he says, About that day or hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. What gratitude Tony Bullimore felt for those who rescued him. He said that he could never thank them enough. How much more gratitude and love should we have for the one who has given his life to rescue us from eternal death? Lord, thank you that you gave your life as a Passover sacrifice to rescue me from judgment and death. Thank you that every time I eat the Lord's Supper, I'm reminded of your sacrifice and my rescue. Old Testament from Leviticus 15 and 16 He's to lay both hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the wickedness and rebellion of the Israelites, all their sins, and put them on the goat's head. He shall send the goat away into the wilderness in the care of someone appointed for the task. The goat will carry on itself all their sins to a remote place, and the man shall release it in the wilderness. Marvel at God's amazing rescue plan. Because of his great love for you, God meticulously planned your rescue. The rescue of Tony Bullimore took days of planning and preparation. Of course, God's great rescue plan for humanity took far more planning, preparation and prefiguring. The regulations about uncleanness seems very strange to our modern ears. This is because they no longer apply to us. They were fulfilled and superseded by Jesus. The Day of Atonement lays the background to the death of Jesus. St. Paul writes, God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement. The writer of Hebrews says that Jesus had to be made like them, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. The fact that the high priest's own access had to be won by sacrifice was proof enough of the priesthood's inadequacy. In the sacrifice on the Day of Atonement, we see an astonishing foreshadowing of the cross. He is to lay both hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the wickedness and rebellion of the Israelites, all their sin, and put them on the goat's head. He shall send the goat away into the wilderness. The goat will carry on itself all their sins. This is the origin of the English word scapegoat, the goat of removal. This prefigures your sin and my sin being laid on Jesus. The Apostle Peter writes of Jesus, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross. He is the one who sends our sins away as far as the east is from the west. 
when John the Baptist saw Jesus, he said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. As a result, an amazing change has taken place in your relationship with God. Through Jesus, you can now enter into the Holy of Holies every day. You can come boldly to the throne of grace and know that you will always be welcome. Lord, thank you that you've rescued me by your blood and you died as a ransom to set me free. Thank you that I can now come boldly into your presence every day. Pepper adds, In Psalm 31, I love the picture of God being our strong fortress. Back in medieval Britain, when the raiders came to attack a village, the villagers would run for safety to the fortress, and once they were all inside, they would pull up the drawbridge. This would cut off the enemy's access and keep everyone safe inside. When times are tough, we can take refuge in God, who is our fortress.